Hello, everyone. I'm live from Honolulu at the Hawaii Vanderbilt game. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I wish I was. I wish I, I, wish I was uh, actually in Hawaii. But it is week zero. College football is back officially. And we have a special show dedicated to all these games. There are 11, I think, today. Um, so we will be breaking down each matchup as best we can with the limited uh, info that we have going into the first week. That's always, that's always the hardest thing, especially if you're a, a better out there. Week zero, week one, you have zero... Almost, almost zero knowledge of of who's going to actually be good and and what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other thing with college football is that even more so than the NFL, there's so much turnover from year to year. Yeah, and it can be completely different a team's success. Yeah, so let's get right into it. Uh, yeah, here are our last season's final college football pick standings. So we will crown a new champion this year. Uh, Chris not coming back for the picks this year. So uh, Logan slides into his spot. Uh, not You're not going to slide into the top spot, though, Logan. That's, that's not gonna, we're not going to let that happen. As far as you know. <laughs> Rusty, I'm seeing, I'm seeing last place here for you last year. What happened? <laughs> well... I had a couple weeks where where I went off the rails and picked uh, a bunch of dogs outright, <clears throat> and uh, so yeah. But um, NFL is is my forte, so we'll we'll see. You'll you'll see what the final pick standings for that were when we get to week one in a couple weeks. But um, yeah, so starting off, uh, Austin P at Western Kentucky. Um, I've actually been to both of these areas, uh, where these schools are at. I was in Clarksville, Tennessee, just a few short weeks ago, and I've been through Western Kentucky as well. Um, so, yeah, I would not be surprised Western Kentucky covers, because I was looking at uh, I always look at guys who are returning just based off the stats from last year. Mm-hmm. Their starting quarterback from last year transferred to uh, Tennessee State. They lost their top two running backs. They lost most of their top receivers from last year as well. So I think Western Kentucky, even with the losses of Bailey Zappi and Jarrah yeah. Stearns, um, I think Western Kentucky should be able to win and cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like the coach they have at WKU. Um, transferred from Houston Baptist, right? Because Bailey Zappi was there with him. Correct. Um, so, I know he kind of runs that high-powered offense. Obviously, you wonder if he can continue to do that without Bailey Zappi. But I think he can make it work. Um you know, especially in college football where, you know, there's a little bit more leeway against those kind of defenses. Um, So, yeah, I agree with you. I would not be surprised at all if Western Kentucky covers. Yeah. 
if you can if you can find a book that has has the uh, any of the FCS versus the FBS games, I know most mm-hmm. do not have it. Uh, I think DraftKings does. If you are in an eligible state, <laughs> which we are not, unfortunately, yet, 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 it's coming. Gotta get I that. Hope so, dude. Gotta get that sports book up and running at Pato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the over under for this game is uh, this is probably an old number. It might have changed because I know the uh, the spread did change by one. They're going from twenty one and a half to twenty two and a half. So this might be different, but uh, sixty six and a half is what I had it at yesterday. Um, not sure about that number. That's kind of high, but mm-hmm. uh, again, it's. FBS versus FCS, which usually doesn't go well for the SCS team. Yeah. Well, what you have to worry about, though, is Austin PA putting up, like, less than 10 points. Yeah. And then, I mean, your base, your over bet is basically dead on arrival there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one is 12 p.m. Eastern, CBS Sportsnet. Nebraska Northwestern at Northwestern on the on the shore of Lake Michigan. Uh with their with their new facility there. Uh but yeah, Scott Frost, Nebraska, they are eleven point favorites going to the Wildcats. We all picked the Huskers. And uh my thing really is that um, Casey Thompson transfers from Texas and Northwestern lost some guys last year. They do have a couple guys returning. Evan Hall at running back. And, um, <laughs> Peter Skaronski is a first-round caliber left tackle preseason-wide yep. anyways. So, But, yeah, I, I like Nebraska – yeah, yeah, I, I like Nebraska, um, but I like them in kind of a close game. I feel like last year's Northwestern team wasn't indicative of kind of how traditionally they can play, which is kind of the classic Big Ten, like, you know, drag you out to the deep water and, you know, kind of make it a close game of it. Plus, Nebraska last year was notorious for, you know, the – the like half possession like the the three point losses so I'm kind of surprised with the minus 11 for Nebraska Mm -hmm. Um, I mean Nebraska housed them last year so I'm guessing that's kind of what it is but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a classic Big Ten kind of low scoring affair you know one possession game so I, I think I like Northwestern plus 11 um and then whatever, basically the under is set at, the over under is set at. I'd probably take the under, especially in week one, kind of the week or week zero. Um, you know, that that's kind of what I would think. Yeah, I am scared. I, I mean, I I did bet the under, um, but everyone and their mother is on the under, so I'm kind of <laughs> scared about that being. 
with everyone, but hopefully we all cash together. Um, yeah, I had the over-under at 52. I know on my book it was at, uh, I got it at 51 and a half, so I'm hoping I don't get the hook there um, at the, the whole number. But, yeah, like the under definitely in this game. Uh, 12.30 on Fox. Not quite big noon kickoff. <laughs> big, <laughs> noon, big noon plus thirty kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Idaho State at UNLV. Well, I was close. I was close to taking Idaho State. This team went one and ten last year, but they did have um, their great receiver Tanner Connor, uh, who I don't think return I think he graduated I'd have to had to make sure on that um, yeah he he graduated he's playing for the Dolphins right now so originally I was looking at Idaho State to cover UNLV is not that great they have been improving a lot Um but yeah, I'm just gonna go with the Rebels. Yeah, I mean it's hard to pick any of these FCS teams to kind of upset. Um, so yeah, I, I like UNLV for sure. I probably like them at you know to cover the spread. Uh, the over under for this game is if I can get my script to work here. Uh over under is fifty three, so relatively low. Um I think over is a play you could get depending on what UNLV looks like. And uh this game is three thirty on CBS Sports. The U schools, UConn, Utah State, your defending Mountain West champion, Utah State Aggies. Um, yeah, it's not going to be close. <laughs> UConn is not good, as they always are. Uh, even with what Jim Mora, Jim Mora Jr. is, is the head coach there now, right? I believe. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Jimora taking over there, but um, yeah, Utah State's too good, and yep. they will they will win. I don't know about twenty six and a half though. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean they had an outstanding season last year. Um, I read somewhere that they returned basically most of their starters. Um, so that's one of those situations where there isn't a lot of turnover for them. Um, you know, so you expect a little, some level of success. And then Jim Moore Jr., I mean, it's his first year. So, like, he can't implement, you know, a whole lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. He can't get whatever recruits he can maybe get to UConn. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Utah State minus – 
26 and a half is a little rich for my blood. Anytime you have a huge kind of swing like that and it's not an FCS opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Utah State as a lock to win. Uh, Over under is 58 and a half. I would go under. Not I don't I don't know how many points UConn is going to score. So I think under 58 and a half is the play for this game. Uh this one is at 4 p.m. on FS1. Wyoming at Illinois and here is the first first <coughs> split decision and uh Logan's first dog of the season. Uh, one of one of uh, many in week zero for for you, sir. Um, mm-hmm. But tell me, tell me about Illinois. Yeah, you know, I, I think Illinois is a team that, <sighs> with Bielema, um, I think that they can kind of build something to at least be competitive enough in the West. Um. And I certainly like them kind of in out-of-conference uh, out play. Um, I forget who their running back is, but he's, a, he's really good. He's a stud. Um, and, you know. Talking about Chase Brown? Yep. Um, so, I mean, I like Illinois, uh, you know. I like kind of the Big Ten versus, you know, Mountain West from where uh, Wyoming's out of. So, yeah, I went with, I went with Illinois. I went with the Big Ten kind of bias. <laughs> well, uh, the Cowboys here, they, they will be I'm, – I'm feeling less – uh, less confident about my my pick here than I was considering some of the the people they lost, um, but they do have Titus Venn at running back still. They did lose their top two receivers, one to a transfer, one to um, graduation. They lost their top two quarterbacks from last year and their top running back, one of my favorite people. Zazavian Valaday to Arizona State. But I still believe in the Cowboys. I I don't believe in Illinois at all. Illinois is one of the worst Big Ten teams out there. Uh, I feel a lot more confident about Wyoming plus 14 than I do Moneyline. So just sprinkle on the Moneyline, as people like to say, and uh, take the Cowboys plus 14. I think that's too many points for Illinois to cover. The uh, over-under here is <laughs> the lowest of the weekend. <laughs> 43. <laughs> and I, I might take the under. I don't know what to do with that number. I mean, 43, that's that's abysmal in college football. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not even, I'm not even going to speak on that. that. Taking either side on that one. Uh, but 4 p.m., Big Ten Network. 
Duquesne at Florida State. The Seminoles, 35.5 point favorites. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty for the Dukes coming from Pennsylvania. Uh, but Duquesne was the, uh, or no, they lost in the in the championship game last year. I was going to say they, uh, they were, if I can remember what their conference is, I can't remember off the top of my head what conference they play in, uh, but I can see real quick. Oh, the NEC. That's right. They play in the NEC, NEC Northeast Conference, losing to Sacred Heart last year in the championship game. Um, but, yeah, Florida State has renewed hope. Mike Norvell's third season. They should be a lot better, and this is a nice warm-up game for them in Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that Florida State's going to be more competitive this year than kind of in – um, you know, since Norvell took over, um, I think this is the year kind of where he's got more of his guys. He's able to kind of implement more of his scheme. Um, and yeah, I mean, anytime you have an astronomical number there, like minus 35, like I'm hesitant, but I mean, I think Florida State definitely has the talent to put like 56 like put a 56 to seven like final box score on them so yeah i i agree um over under here is 52 and a half so you're taking the over then logan <laughs> yeah i mean I, I probably would uh 5 p.m acc network charlotte at fau this is one of my favorite games of the day um, this one and there's another one I'll talk about in a sec. Uh, there's two Conference USA games that I'm really going to enjoy today. But once again, you are lone wolfing here with the Owls at home. Um, I don't know if, how much you had to say about FAU, but. Go yeah, ahead. so, you know, this game for me was a bit of a toss up. I mean, as you can see, too, it's minus seven, so it's it's a one-possession spread. So I went with the home team, kind of the home advantage, especially in week zero there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why I won FAU. Yeah, it looks like they do return uh, all their guys, their top, top two receivers, their top running back, um, and – their top quarterback, Nikosi Perry, as well. Um, I went with Charlotte. Charlotte is one of my favorite sleeper teams in Conference USA this year. The Niners, while only becoming, uh, while only starting a football program in 2017, I believe it was, uh, they have come a long way in just five years. Uh, and just like FAU, they return almost everyone quarterback Chris Reynolds you got uh, running back Calvin Camp and then wide receivers Grant DuBose and uh, Victor Tucker a lot of seniors on this roster that have been here for a majority of the start of this program and I'm very excited for the, the 49ers and hope they can get it done here uh, in Florida 
And like I said yesterday, um, I did not know until I actually looked at the picture that the white space inside to make the C was actually a pickaxe. Never realized <laughs> that. Never realized until until yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I did realize that for Charlotte, and I actually love Charlotte's kind of look. Love the look. I did not know that they just started their football program in 2017. Yeah, I believe that's um, when they started. I, I'm not 100%, but... But we need to get uh, we need to put together something for the uh, the AD for Marquette. It's time to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> we we need all those private investors to uh, pony up, to get some. Yeah, uh, the. Over-under for this one is 60. One of the highest ones. Uh, is it the highest? No, it's not. It's uh, F8, that Western Kentucky game. Second highest, though, of the week. And I, I'd probably go the under. I mean, both offenses, like we said, return. They're top guys. But... I, I don't know if there's 60 points in this game. Yeah, it sees quite a lot. Um, and, I mean, I have limited knowledge on both of these teams, but my – I mean, I've never heard of either of these teams having some kind of high-powered <laughs> offense. Maybe that is changing, and that's why the spread is – or the uh, over-under is what it is. But – I mean, in weeks here, I, I like the under there quite a bit. And I think it, it's, it's a conference game. So, I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to play hard. And I I'm I just – the score popped into my head, 24-21. That's <laughs> a good score, I think. Uh, this game is 7 p.m. CBS Sports. Florida A&M at North Carolina, the Rattlers – the Rattlers coming in um, to Chapel Hill. Not going to have a chance. They, they have some issues in terms of personnel. Um, I don't know if you saw the report. They only have seven uh, offensive linemen available for this game. <laughs> they are without 21 total players because of uh, eligibility issues wow. so yeah it's safe to say if you can get it take the 35 and a half for North Carolina <laughs> even, even, even with uh, breaking in a new starting quarterback Sam Howell mm-hmm. who won the starting job for them do you know it is May uh, Drake May Mm-hmm. So, freshman, redshirt freshman, I believe he is. He was a highly talented recruit too, wasn't he? No clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't follow recruiting too mm-hmm. much. Um, but initially, 
in this game, before I heard about all those players being out for FAMU, I liked the 35-and-a-half for their side. Uh, they're a FCS playoff team from last year. They had an interesting story. Uh, invited to the HBCU National Championship game against Jackson State, and they said, no, we're good. We want to go to the <laughs> FCS playoffs and play for uh, an NCAA National Championship. Um, didn't work out, and but they became the first HBCU team in quite a while. I keep saying 0-2. I have not checked it, uh, but I believe it was 0-2, or maybe it was 2012. I don't remember. I know I, I'm pretty sure there was a two at the end of uh, when the last HBCU team played in the FCS playoffs. But uh, yeah, I think they could they could have been good, but uh, with not that many guys starting, uh, and with the team, it's going to be a tough day for. For the Rattlers. Mm -hmm. The over under here, uh, it I haven't rechecked it because I'm sure it's higher now. But fifty seven and a half. I was surprised the thirty five and a half was still there. Uh, it hasn't gone up in terms of uh, the website I check, anyways. Uh, but yeah, fifty seven and a half. I'm taking that over all day. Mm -hmm. As long as as long as FAMU can can get just one score, right? Just trying to uh, check because I'm pretty sure on DraftKings they have yeah they have everything available. So that uh, that Austin P game okay they have a lot different spreads now on DraftKings. Good lord. <laughs> the, the Austin P game, they have, they have Western Kentucky at thirty now. Jeez. Um, UNLV is up to twenty three. The Northwestern and Illinois games have not changed; they're still eleven and fourteen. Uh, Utah State is also not changed. Florida State is now forty five. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who is taking 45, even against yeah. an FCS school? That's, yeah. That's too much. That's risky. <laughs> uh, the Charlotte game has not changed till 7, and this game is 44 now. But see, this one, I would actually think about 44. Yeah. Well, like you said, they're incredibly thin, and I mean, it's already an FCS FBS opponent and pretty good team in North Carolina. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I might pick North Carolina to cover that <laughs> or to, yeah, beat the spread. I don't know how, but the, the total has gone under. It, it has or it has lowered. It, on DraftKings, at, they have it at 55. Over. Take the over. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer that. Because North Carolina might do that on the on their own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to say I have my Notre Dame my Notre Dame Guinness class. Love it. And uh my New Jersey. 
Oh, yes, sir. AJ oh, my Brown. God. I, AJ I, Brown. I thought jersey. it was a Wentz jersey. <laughs> no, sir. That's right. I saw it on your snap. It is clean, my man. Got my AJ Brown jersey in, uh, luckily, a couple weeks before the season here. But, anyways, uh, this game is at uh, 7 or 8.15 on ACC Network. North Texas, UTEP. This is the other Conference USA game I'm excited about. UNT, uh, you are lone wolfing. It's very close. And unfortunately, we won't get to watch it because it's not on TV. Um, but in terms of UTEP, right, they are returning their quarterback, Gavin Hardison, 3,000-yard passer. Ronald Awat returns at running back, ran for over 800 yards. Unfortunately, they don't have their number one wide receiver. Jacob Cowing transferred to Arizona. They lost their number two guy to graduation. But they, uh, their th- number three guy, who had 570 yards last year, he does return. So they got some receivers to make up, but uh, I like the Miners at home. Yeah, in a game that close, um, or the way Vegas sees it, home team might have an advantage there, and it might be a safe bet to kind of go with them. Um, I went with UNC because I don't have really a whole lot of knowledge of how they did last year, but I do know two years ago was the year that they were pretty good with, um, you know, Jalen Darden being a superstar for them. Um, and I forget who their QB was. Um, well, he worked. Austin, he worked out with Drew Brees. Austin Allen is still there. Is he? Uh, he is a junior this year. Redshirt junior. I don't know if he's a redshirt. I hate ESPN doesn't put redshirts on their bios. Mm. It really makes me mad because I don't know if they're a true. And they're in their class, or if they're a red shirt. But, um, yeah, he returns. They did lose uh, DeAndre Torrey to the NFL, their second leading guy, uh, in terms of rushing yards last year. Ikeka Ragsdale, he returns. Um, and they also get their leading receiver, Roderick Burns, back as well. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it's a... Uh, that's interesting, actually. On ESPN, matchup predictor has it at 60% for the mean green. Really? That's crazy on a that one is, and a half. Yeah, that's quite the uh, prediction for a game that Vegas feels this close. Yeah. Uh, Over-under here is 54 and a half. And kind of like the Charlotte game, it's a Conference USA division, uh, you know, matchup. So I I don't like fifty four and a half. I probably lean under for that one. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this game is at nine o'clock, but uh, you have to find somewhere to stream it because it's it does not have a network affiliation with it on ESPN app anyways 
Another lone wolf, Logan. <laughs> Nevada, the wolf pack, coming in to Albuquerque to play New Mexico State. Um, yeah, I was skeptical. I, I almost went with you, and that would have made it three across the board, I believe. Uh, I think, or no, I, I think Mark picked Nevada on his own. But, um, yeah, Nevada, they lost a lot. <laughs> yeah. Carson Strong, gone. Romeo Dobbs, gone. Cole Turner, gone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I still like them. It's, New Mexico State's not good. <laughs> They're just not good. <laughs> so, took the Mountain West team. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked New Mexico State for two reasons. Uh, <clears throat> one, what you just mentioned is Nevada losing, quite a, having quite a bit of turnover. And then two is for our boy, <laughs> our, our Moles companion, uh, John. Yeah, I, I figured he picked him, picked because of him. Um, they do have some guys, the receivers-wise, they, they don't have any. Their top, oh, their top five receivers from last year. Top six. Oh my lord. Their their top seven wide receivers and tight end are gone. <laughs> Jabal Bell is their has the most receiving yards in terms of wide receivers and running and uh. Tight ends. He had 14 receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown last year. Uh, he is your top returning receiver, unless they got guys in the transfer portal, which I don't know. Um, <laughs> one guy they do have back. They do have an experienced quarterback coming back, though. Uh, Nate Cox is the starter, I believe. Um, filled in for Carson Strong a couple times last year. And also, they have their top two running backs back. One of my favorite guys, Toa Tawa, is back. Love the name as well as the talent with him. And uh, Devontae Lee is back as well, their, their number two guy. So maybe they're more of a power, power run game this year without the big arm of Carson Strong. Triple option. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even know who New Mexico State is uh, returning. Uh, looks like quarterback Dino Maldonado is back. But uh, the man only had 513 passing yards last year. <laughs> <coughs> Their top running back is gone. Uh, Omari Samuels returns. He had 202 rushing yards last year. Their number one wide receiver is gone. Their number two guy is gone. Oh, to Nebraska, actually. Three is gone. Uh, so their fourth guy, Terrell Warner, is your top guy. 334 receiving yards last year. Uh, and this game is actually it's down to seven and a half now for the Wolfpack. Over-under is set at 48 48. I'm going under. New Mexico State ain't going to score that much. <laughs> we'll see. 
Uh, it's at 10 p.m. on ESPN2, so I will not be able to catch this game. I'll be working tonight. And the last game of the night, Vandy at Hawaii. And you are lone wolfing the new logo of the Vanderbilt <laughs> Commodores. Uh, it's a new era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Look, ESPN yeah. matchup predictor has this 72% Hawaii. <laughs> Look, man, you gotta you gotta go go with your conscience, and uh, you know I think Vandy there. I mean, they're absolutely pitiful in the SEC. Don't know why they're still there, besides the fact that they probably get quite a lot of money uh, for getting beat up by the likes of literally any other team in the SEC every year. <laughs> um, but I, I think they have enough talent in an out of conference game uh, to play well. I mean, Hawaii, obviously, it's quite a large travel game for Vandy. And Hawaii has quite a distinct home field advantage. Um, but I still like Vanderbilt. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so Hawaii lost Shevin Cordero to transfer, went to San Jose State. Braden Shager uh, should be the starter, I think. Their number one running back from last year, Day-Day Hunter, is now at Liberty. But uh, Dedrick Parson returns with uh, similar statistics, and he actually had more carries than, than Hunter did last year. Uh, Nick Martyr has gone to Cincinnati. But they – oh, and then they lost uh, Calvin Turner as well to graduation. Jared Smart is gone. Um so their number one wide receiver in terms of last year's yards anyways would be Zion Bowens 12 receptions 257 yards and a touchdown last year uh, and that touchdown I believe was uh, the 93 yarder that is his uh, longest reception of the season <laughs> so yeah they have a lot of receiver receiver work to make up but I like the Rainbow Warriors, especially nine and a half. I think that's a good number for them. Um, and outright is fine. I always like repping the Rainbow Warriors. The total for this game, 54 and a half. That's a little close to what I th would like to hit the under on. If you can get an alternate line and pay the price to get up to it'd probably be way too many points to to pay for but 58 okay. is a number i would like to i would feel comfortable hitting the under on mm -hmm. uh or if you want to go the other way uh i don't know how many how many i would feel i'd feel probably comfortable at 50 uh more comfortable at 49 <laughs> but that's way too many to get down to. Um, so fifty-four and a half. I don't. I don't like the uh, the total there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I and I think 
anytime we're you know you're in week zero here there's so many variables i don't really like touching a whole lot of these over-unders period yeah um and this final game for the day is uh 10 30 eastern cbs sports so cbs sports got a quadruple header today they got the West Kentucky game, got the UNLV game, and then they got uh, Charlotte FAU, Vandy Hawaii. Oh, I forgot to say, uh, Nevada, New Mexico State, that's uh, that's 10 p.m. ESPN2. But yes, that is the show for today. Um... We'll be back on Monday. Hopefully, hopefully you can swing Monday coming up. Yep. Uh, uh, I might not be able to. I, I'm i going to be in transit, potentially, uh, moving my sister into Minnesota. Gotcha. I have a lucky, lucky couple days here of packing. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll see if I can sneak away for a bit alrighty well we might have we might have another guest on a possibly long term potential addition to the show uh, our other fellow classmate Peter Zhang um, is is hoping to come hoping to get him on on Monday uh, but we Excellent. will be back we'll talk uh, preseason week 3 recaps and then uh, we'll talk about all these games that we just previewed here uh, how they went down, and then we'll also finish finally our divisional previews for the NFL. Talking about uh, not definitely not least not least uh, the greatest division in in the NFL, the NFC East. Um, <laughs> hey, I think that it's gonna be definitely better this year. Yeah. Uh, so don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at FAA underscore bets. That account um, will be up and running more next week. I know we have our futures, our NFL futures out on there. They're pinned at the top of the, of the account. Um, but yeah, once, once we get to, to college football week one next Saturday that account will pump out some some good bets um, and predictions there and then faapodcast.com is our website every episode uh, catalogs there so thank you sir thank you for waking up early on the, the Saturday morning here we got uh, about an hour 15 minutes till college football kicks off Western Kentucky yeah. Austin P at uh, 11 p.m. 11 a.m. Central here. Hey, it's beautiful, man. We get we get football that counts. We get football that counts towards towards an actual uh, actual game, actual record. So we made it, dude. Yes, sir. And just <laughs> uh, two two short weeks. We will have NFL kickoff September 8th, Bills-Rams. 
thank you, sir, and uh, we'll see you back on Monday. Absolutely.